Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hi there. Today is Thursday, December the 2nd. This is the Illuminated Word, and I am David McLean. Our reading today is going to be 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 4 through 17. It reads, But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. He said, Go to my servant David and say, This is what the Lord says. Are you to build a house for me to live in? From the time I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until today, I've not lived in a house. Instead, I've been moving around with a tent as my dwelling. In all my journeys with all the Israelites, have I ever asked anyone among the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel Have you ever asked them, why haven't you built me a house of cedar? Now this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of hosts says. I took you from the pasture and from following the sheep to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a name for you like that of the greatest in the land. I will establish a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not afflict them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up after you your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. And when he does wrong, I will discipline him with a human rod and with blows from others. But my faithful love will never leave him as I removed it from Saul. I removed him from your way. Your house and kingdom will endure before me forever, and your throne will be established forever. And Nathan spoke all these words and this entire vision to David. And so 2 Samuel is surrounded by uh, these passages that are having to do with David's reign and his wars and his actions. I mean, he fought, he built, uh, he leaped and danced before the Lord. And then suddenly we get to chapter 7, and it's just an entire chapter that includes nothing but two short speeches followed by two longer ones that are, are almost identical in length. And the, the, the narrative, the, the pace here slows to a crawl. So instead of action, we get uh, just words. Uh, but they're, it's kind of cool, some of the features here, uh, because this chapter contains the longest speech from God since Sinai. And, and so it kind of marks a, a major transition in the history of Israel. You know, Yahweh speaks again at length and clarifies and specifies the terms and future of his covenant. And he's not canceling the Mosaic covenant, uh, but he's building on it to move toward the fulfillment of his work, which would be in Christ. Um, and then within First and Second Samuel, this is the first time the Lord has really spoken at any length since First Samuel three, um, which is where Samuel had uh, the vision at night, uh, and that, that was the vision to Samuel that threatened uh, that Eli's house would be destroyed. But this new speech, also delivered to a prophet at night, promised that a house would be built. And, and though the word covenant doesn't appear in what we just read, there, there's plenty of, of biblical evidence saying that this is uh, the announcement of uh, what has come to known as the Davidic covenant. 
And so this is God establishing his covenant with David, saying that now he, he's building a house for David. Um, you know, David wanted to build a house uh, for God, but we learned in 1 Chronicles 28.3 uh, that David was not going to be permitted to build uh, a house for the Lord because he was a man of war. And so God didn't want uh, a man who had shed blood to build his house, but a, a man of, of peace would be the one to build the house of the Lord. And so there was this idea that, that God needed a house, that David was going to build this house. But when you get to this passage, God changes the conversation. It's no longer David building a house for the Lord, but the Lord is going to build a house for David. So the focus shifts from uh, what David wants to do for the Lord to the Lord's promise to David. He was going to establish David's kingdom. And so before anyone builds a house for David's Lord, the Lord would build a house for David. It goes to show that you know David had a plan. This is what he wanted to do, but his plan was not actually going to happen. Instead, what was going to happen would actually be much greater for David than what David had planned. And so it's, it's just interesting what's going on here, how it's a transition, a shift for the history of Israel, uh, that it's uh, adding to, building on uh, the covenant made with Moses, and now we get the Davidic covenant, a covenant with David. Um, and then and a couple of promises to David were really specifications of promises giving to, to Abraham. Uh, Yahweh promised to give Abram a, a great name, and he reiterated that promise to David. God promised a land to Israel uh, in Genesis 15, and he promised David a place for Israel to rest, here in what we just read. But before the Davidic covenant, these promises had been given to the house of Abram in general, but after this, they were specifically given to the house of David. And so fulfillment of of these promises to Abram uh, was now bound up with the royal house of David. David was the seed of Abram who would bring blessing uh, to the nations. And then verse 14, the designation of David, uh, David's son as a son of God is another aspect of this focusing uh, on the Abrahamic promises on David's house. Uh, you know, prior to this, adoption language was used primarily for Israel as a whole. Uh, but now you have uh, David's son would be called a son of God. Uh, the corporate identity of the Son of God was focused really in the single person of uh, of uh, the king following in the line of David. Uh, and of course, we know that this ultimately leads up to Jesus. You know, if you look at the context uh, of what's going on here in Second Samuel seven, the the cultural context. I mean, the people of Israel and Judah are really ecstatic; like things are good. Uh, they have a king who loves Yahweh. Uh, and who reigns as a God-fearing king should. David has just taken back Jerusalem after uniting Judah and Israel under his rule. You've got the Ark of the Covenant that has returned to Jerusalem. Uh, the, 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 the brutal, awful Philistines have been finally defeated. And in the midst of this season of celebration, God speaks through the prophet Nathan to promise David that his house and kingdom will endure forever. You know, this is important reading, you know, especially as we turn to Advent and this Sunday, as we look at the story of Zechariah and we'll look at Elizabeth and, and Mary and, and the idea that uh, they were waiting for the Messiah. You know, we celebrate Jesus' birth this time of the year and, you know, all these things working together. It's important to know this story because this is the Davidic line that Jesus comes from. And then these words uh, that we read uh, are later repeated by the angel Gabriel to Mary, if you go to Luke chapter 1. 
And so the promise is fulfilled when Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And then as Jesus' ministry grows among the people, they start wondering if he is the promised son of David. So their hopes grow that this Messiah will overthrow their oppressive Roman rulers. And as Jesus enters Jerusalem, the the palm branches wave and there's cries of, of Hosanna and they ring out as the people recall God's promises made long ago to King David, what we just read. And what we didn't read was David's response was a humble prayer. And it was a humble prayer that shows that he had hope and trust in God. And he was ecstatic. He was you know, jubilant, at, you know, so happy at this prophecy that Nathan had come and given him, uh, that he would play a part in God's uh, redemption of humanity. And so as we celebrate Christ's birth, as we look at Advent, we can't lose sight of the fact that this was the plan all along, that even way back in 2 Samuel chapter 7, years and years and years before uh Anybody that we associate with Jesus was even thought of. Here was a prophecy that the Messiah, that Israel, that God's people would be redeemed through the line of David. Praise God that he had a plan all along and that he ultimately saw that plan through. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to the Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time. Maybe you learned something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. Until next time you listen to the Illuminated Word, have a blessed day.